0: Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Napier, New Zealand with my new friends Paul Reichen and Sandra Rosenau of MinimalistJourneys.com. They're lifestyle and travel bloggers who write about sustainable travel. And they recently purchased a two-acre property in Napier and are building a tiny home on their land. In this episode, we talk about attending the Art Deco Festival, exploring the National Aquarium, and tasting at the local wineries. You'll about these three amazing experiences, plus so much more. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Napier. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler and they get dirty, a quick spin in the washing machine, and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Paul and Sandra, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Lee. G'day, Lee. Nice to have you.
0: Absolutely. So it's great that we connected through the Travel Massive community I love being part of that that audience and everything, and, and we're actually speaking to you. You are in a camper van in Napier, New Zealand.
2: Yes, correct, and in a, a bit of a storm at the moment, but um, that's okay. I mean, it's kind of kind of weird because it's spring and uh, the weather's changeable every few days.
0: Well, you're on the you're on the upswing, getting ready for the warmer months, and I'm you're getting ready to go into the winter time here in Nashville. So it's a, one of those cool uh, circumstances right now. So what's your what's your connection to to Napier? About six months ago,
2: we were traveling through in a campervan looking for some property just to buy because we'd uh, bought and sold recently. And uh, we found Napier to be, from a climate point of view, really nice and uh, found a property uh, in a rural setting that was really, really nice and, and decided to buy it. So we've uh, stopped off here for, for a few months to develop it uh, in between our travels.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Are you native to New Zealand, or is it, or is this something that you're kind of just traveling around the world and happen to stop off there? Oh no, I'm a Kiwi, born, born and <laughs> born born and bred.
1: <laughs> Can't you tell?
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the, that's the that gives me away.
1: I'm I'm from Germany, so Paul and I we met in in Australia and uh, married there, and uh, or not there, but in Samoa. Yeah, but we came back to New Zealand last year and have been here spending time with family. And yeah, as Paul said, bought this property in Hawke's Bay. Um, Napier is kind of the main city of Hawke's Bay. We actually spent the winter months just now um, house-sitting for four and a half months or so in Napier. So yeah, that's kind of our connection to the region.
0: Well, that's fantastic. So I'm not that familiar with, uh, with New Zealand. I know there's like the two different islands, right? There's like the north and the south side. Where is Napier in relation to the country?
2: So Napier is in the North Island and it's on the east coast. So it's on the Pacific side. In the wintertime, we get, we get our southerlies, which comes up from the Antarctic, and then uh, obviously during the, the summer, we get a lot of uh, northerly winds bringing the, the heat down from the equator. That's fascinating.
0: Now, we just uh, we actually just did a couple episodes on New Zealand, Kerikeri Keri and Rotorua. So it's fantastic that we've done three different cities uh, across the islands there in a short period of time. And they're all very different. You know, Kerikeri Keri is,
2: is beautiful and, and certainly touristy and the, the islands up there, Rotorua from a his, historic point of view and the uh, Maori connection. And
0: Napier has got some interesting quirks as well. So if you had to describe the people or the city of Napier in just a couple of words, how would you do that? I think because of the the weather, primarily the
2: weather, people are outdoorsy here. So there's a lot of bike trails around uh, there's a lot of vineyards around because of the climate, and so you know you find that um, people like to eat, they like to drink, they like to exercise, and generally very very friendly. Uh, let me give you an example. My vehicle broke down a, uh, a week or so ago, and uh, on the side of the road uh, I was sitting there with my flashing lights, waiting for the uh, emergency support people to come along, and three people just stop stop off and, and ask are you okay so uh, uh, just strangers coming along so it's a really friendly town
0: well oh, i love that uh, too often you know we get into like the big city life and things like that and we we lose that, that connection with our with our friends and locals and, and things like that so you mentioned like the winds and everything uh you know, a few minutes ago talking about the northernlies and the southernlies and everything what's the weather like throughout the year uh there in, in napier
1: so it's if you if you've been to Italy or to the Mediterranean, it's it's uh, the climate is quite Mediterranean. So we've got long hot summers, which is from about December to February, and uh, cool winters. So when, as Paul mentioned, when the winds turn southerly, when we get the cold, you know, burst from the Arctic, you can feel it. It's not getting really really cold. So we don't have snow here, uh, only in the mountains, but. Yeah, it can get quite cold in the winter as well, but I, I think best is compared to the the climate here with the Mediterranean and specifically Italy.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for for people like me here in, in the U.S., like you know, it's getting ready to be winter time when we're recording this, and if I'm looking to escape the winter, it'd be a perfect time to come down there and and warm up in the the nice summer breezes, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Come to New Zealand or anywhere in the Antipodes on the other side of in the, in the Southern Hemisphere, for sure. Okay.
0: Now, if we're planning our trip to Napier, are there certain festivals or different events that happen throughout the year that maybe we want to plan our trip around?
1: It depends on what you're interested in. I would definitely recommend coming here in the spring or summer or maybe even autumn. Um, there is a festival in February, which is the Art Deco Festival. Maybe just to give you a bit of a background of the history, Napier and Hastings, the two big cities or bigger towns here in Hawke's Bay, were destroyed or largely destroyed in an earthquake in 1931. And because that was the Art Deco period, a lot of the buildings have been rebuilt in the early 1930s in Art Deco style. And uh, Napier is actually called the Art Deco capital of New Zealand. So every year in February, they uh, do an article festival where you, people are dressing up like they were in the 1930s. You can see the old cars on the road. Everyone basically celebrates the 1930s. So that's a good time to come here. Then obviously, Paul mentioned the wines, the winery tours are obviously nicer in, in, in that period of the year. Um, but also any outdoor stuff, you know. Yeah, beautiful walks. You can hire bikes and and literally travel on almost flat ground. The the length of the bay. So yeah, all the outdoor stuff is obviously easier to be to do and and nicer with nicer weather in the spring, summer, and, and autumn.
0: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Now you mentioned wine a couple times there. <laughs> what are what are some of like the local? I, I'm a, I'm a nice wine drinker, and my wife and I actually got married at a winery, so I'm a big fan of wine. Like. Is it more like a Syrah, or like what are some of like the local varietals there?
1: Red wines, yes, uh, definitely. Syrah is one of them. Um, you could come here for Cabernet Sauvignons, uh, Merlots, but also if you're a white wine drinker, Chardonnays are mm. quite well known here. Hawke's Bay, the wine region, is the second largest in New Zealand after Marlborough, which most people will know because a lot of the wines are exported from New Zealand. They are from Marlborough, but Hawke's Bay is the second largest one in New Zealand.
0: Oh, fantastic. I'm going to have lots to do when I come down there and visit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right on. Okay. So uh, let's take a step back. If we're coming down there to to Napier uh, and say I'm flying here from the US, would I fly into like a local airport there or or would I fly into one of the, the major airports and then either drive or fly there to Napier?
1: Yeah, it. I mean, it depends um how long you want to spend in New Zealand. And we would always recommend to stay here at least three to four weeks to really appreciate the country because you're also traveling quite far away. So the big two international airports in the North Island are Auckland and Wellington. And you could either hire a car and combine it uh, with a few trips and stops along the way, like Rotorua, for example, is on the way from Auckland to Hawke's Bay. Or you could um, grab if you don't have as much time, grab a plane from Auckland or from Wellington. Both airports have connections to Napier Airport.
0: Okay, so say if we're you know we're only gone for a week because in America we don't have the same type of vacation time <laughs> as everybody else, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're we're very jealous of the the amount of vacation that that you guys get. So say we're flying in, we're only going to be there for like a week, uh, and so we're going to fly directly into to Napier, you know, probably via mm-hmm. Auckland. And then so we arrived there at the airport in in Napier. From there, how do we get from the airport to the town? Do we rent a car? Do we take public transportation or just rent an Uber? So the the good thing is that the Napier Airport, also called the Hawke's Bay Airport because it services
2: several towns here or several cities, from the Hawke's Bay Airport into Napier, it's around about four kilometres, really, really close. So obviously you've got the taxis, the Uber. We took a bus out there the other day from uh, the Napier CBD uh, to the airport with a short walk at the at the end. So, uh but everything's you, possible. And there's yeah, also and the, the
1: rental car as well. And
2: the rental cars are out there. Yeah,
1: so you have all options depending on your budget and and your preferences and how as you said how much time you've got.
0: All right. So say uh if we did rent a car because I know that there are some different attractions that we we may want to visit there outside like the city limit area. So if we rent a car, is it difficult to park, you know, in the downtown area where maybe our hotel's going to be at
2: no, it's, uh, I mean, the first thing is, obviously, you, uh, you'll be in New Zealand, so you're going to be driving on the wrong side of the road. I mean, on the left side of the road. <laughs> so that's, that's the first thing you need to be aware of. Your, your steering wheel is going to be on the other side, etc. So, uh, yeah, rent, rent your car. And, and uh, luckily, the roads are flat and reasonably straight from the airport into town. In town, you've got metered parking on the street. The bigger hotels, that are, if you're staying at the hotels, have got normally either off-street parking or some of them have got under, underground parking there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. To your question, it's not difficult to find parking. And it's, you know, we're not talking about big towns. You know, Napier has like 60 or thousand inhabitants. Hastings has got maybe 50,000. We are not talking about huge towns. So everything is a bit more laid back than in Auckland, for example. Uh, if you were to hire a car there, it would be a very different experience.
2: But you will find that in the CBD area that uh, there is the, the metered parking, so uh, making sure that you've got – and again, that's with a, a coin or there's an app that we have nowadays which you pay through with your credit card.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, outside of the town area
1: – Free parking. Free
0: parking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. What's the name of that app that we, would, uh, that we would use for parking?
1: Parkmate?
2: Yeah, Parkmate in New Zealand. So, uh, and then you just lodge your, your credit card with it. And and the great thing is it's used throughout New Zealand. So it's not just a, a Napier app. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, you just use it all, uh, pretty much all the city councils around. You use it, uh, identify the, the local area, plug it in with your registration number and, and you're done.
0: Perfect. Now, I know that uh, when I went to Australia a couple of times, like all the times I've been there, I, I've driven. It took a little while to get used to driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> um, especially when I, especially when I'm at like a turn signal, right, It's figuring out okay which way do I turn and which lane do I turn into, but roundabouts were also a little challenging. Uh, do they also have the roundabouts there?
2: Yes, yes, very much so. And we, and in fact, Napier has got quite a few larger roundabouts where you have uh, maybe at least four to six uh, roads verging onto it. So you've always got to be quite careful with that.
0: And but you,
1: usually, there are other cars you can kind of use followed. as an orientation point yeah. and follow.
0: Oh yeah. sure, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be stuck in there like kind of like a national <laughs> European vacation. <Yeah. laughs> and we'll know that you're the tourist. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. All right. Well, getting back from embarrassing me, let's talk about let's talk about where to stay. So for if we're, if we're planning a trip there, we're going to be staying in Napier. Uh, should we stay in that central business district or should we kind of stay more in the outskirts of the city?
2: Oh, that's a really tough one. So because Napier is a seaside town, there are a number of nicer hotels which are in the two to three-story size, which are on, on the waterfront, Marine Parade. And so they're really nice because of the outlook. They're looking
1: right out to the sea. Oh. Yeah,
2: and, and it's gorgeous. The other thing is that they uh, the, everything is within walking distance within the with the CBD. So you're talking probably two to three kilometres, which is uh, what, what mile, mile and a half for you, where people can actually walk around. So, uh, and, and the hotels are there, the eateries are there, the uh, the good wine shops are there, uh, and Marine Parade for going for your walk after your dinner at night. So it's
0: all very central. Oh, that's fantastic. And then. Do you recommend staying at like um, local boutique hotels, like an Airbnb, or are there some of like the the brand names that maybe we're used to, like Marriott or Hilton or those types?
1: Interestingly, none of those hotel chains you can find here. One of the kind of more well-known hotels is a Scenic Hotel, which is right on Marine Parade as Paul mentioned, they're all looking out over the ocean, um, all of those rooms. But because there are quite a few wineries here, if you wanted to do something very special, you could stay in some of the wineries as well. Some of them have accommodation. There may not be in Napier itself. Obviously, the wineries are on outside of Napier. But if you have a rental car, that obviously is not a problem and um, that would give you a really nice experience.
2: We're talking distance of, of uh, anywhere between 10 kilometers from the airport through to 40 50 60 kilometers so uh, six miles through to 50 miles away in terms of the the wineries
0: yeah that's still not too far that's uh that's all nice and close by so let's let's talk about some of the things that we should do while we're there in napier obviously we just like about wineries which is nice do you have any wineries you'd recommend Boy, it's Yeah, t- lots of them. Timata Peak is one for me.
1: Yeah, Craggy Range is one, which is in the Toki Toki River Valley, at the foothill of the or at the foot of Temata Peak, which is um, kind of the highest hill here in the area. I mean, it's 400 meters high or just under 400 meters high. But you, if you were to hike up Temata Peak, you would see all the wineries. You have 360 degree views. So, yeah, this is, I mean, this is not a winery. This is a hike. That's definitely
0: worth doing
1: yeah, and, yeah, and seeing yeah, the vineries at the bottom.
0: Oh, that sounds really amazing. Let's see. So, we obviously have the peak there to, to hike. What are some of the other attractions we should look at?
1: If you want to stay in Napier itself, because Napier or part of Napier is very hilly, Bluff Hill and Hospital Hill, so there are some nice little walks that uh, going up uh, to Bluff Hill and H- Hospital Hill where you have beautiful views over the bay. So you look down at, the, at the, the city and you look down 180 degree views across the bay. That is quite nice. Obviously walks along the waterfront that we mentioned that are all flat if you have uh, mobility issues.
2: We have a number of uh, different museums. So we've got the National Aquatic Museum in Napier. We've got uh, the Historical Museum as well in the bottom of town and strangely enough we have a prison museum which was uh, <laughs> yeah. which is which is really cool to go to which is a, a prison built in the uh, 1800s finally closed down i think it was around about in, in the 1960s so it's certainly had a lot of and, and a very checkered history as well so that's a cool uh, a quirky, yeah. quirky <laughs> museum to go to that's in bluff hill uh, which is two kilometers from the cbd
0: Okay. Yeah. No, that sounds fascinating. Now I, I, a lot of times I'll travel with my children right now. They're like six and 10. Are there like certain like attractions that maybe that would be good for them?
1: I'd say the aquarium probably would be very interesting for them. No.
2: Yeah. And, if, and certainly there's bike shops to rent bikes from, and mm. you can do single bikes, tandems, triples, et cetera. So you can go for a, a really nice bike ride, all along the the Marine Parade Bay, and it's probably 20 or 30 kilometers, absolutely flat, concreted, and just gorgeous. So from an
0: experience with the kids, doing that with them would be, I think would be really, really special. Yeah, I think they'd love that for sure. Now, I also saw something that there was like a, a really good farmer's market that's there.
1: Yeah, that's actually, there are two markets. On Saturdays, you have a farmer's market in Napier itself, down in in, in the uh, business district or in the center of town. And if you have a rental car, you can, on Sundays, go to the slightly larger farmer's market in Hastings, which which is the neighboring town, how much is that, 15, 20 20 kilometers away?
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, there's nothing like getting some of that local produce. And and is it uh, also local uh, crafts, or is it mainly uh, just foods there at the farmer's market?
2: Mainly, it's fifty-fifty. There's uh, certainly a lot of cheeses, uh, wines to try, the meats to try, uh, the vegetables. I mean, we go there for for fresh veggies, uh, and which is great. But also, the knickknacks and the and the crafts certainly come out. Uh, the woodworking, so the Maori crafts come out. Uh, things from the sea, so there's there's shells and, and and different things. So
0: souvenirs to take home. Farmers market on the Sunday would be a, a, yeah. a great place to go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It sounds like it. And now, if um you know, I, I'm I'm really big on like you know being frugal and trying to you know, save some money on, on our, our trips and everything like that. Are there certain like apps or websites that we would go to if we want to find some deals for uh, different things to do in Napier?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to save some money on attractions, for example, or on tours, if you want to like to uh, join day tours, the website that we always use that's generally in New Zealand is BookMe. You get often two for one deals or sometimes up to ninety percent off. Um, and if you would like to for example, safe um, on on dining, and and you don't mind to eat, eat early, particularly well, with children, we can recommend first table. We often use that. So they basically offer the first table setting um, of the evening. So you would 5.30 or 6 o'clock is when you would be starting to arrive. But you can take then your time until you're finished with dinner. It's just, you know, a lot of people turn up at like seven or eight o'clock when you basically would be the first one being served that night and you again find that you get up to fifty percent off on your on your dining bill.
0: Oh, well, that's fantastic! I mean, sometimes the way I either I work or when I'm traveling, like five thirty might be uh, lunchtime for me, so <laughs> <laughs> that, that works out just fine. Well, speaking of food and everything, uh, what are some of your your favorite restaurants or places to eat while we're there? Oh gosh, have you got an hour or two? <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, it's strange. Uh, Napier is actually, and it's a, it's a little bit of a closed secret. The um, Napier is renowned for its restaurants, for its good chefs, because of the food and the vegetables that are here locally grown. So it all combines together, and they've, they've got a really good relationship. Our favourite restaurants, and we've certainly been to a few uh, since we've been here. Sandra, Mr D, Mr D would probably be on one of Mr D was about. nice.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, we um, Hunger Mongers is also nice. Mm. Um, we oh, we yes, really enjoyed that.
2: Hungermongers is, is a fish and chip shop, but it's, it's an
1: upmarket but, fish and chip but, shop, but, <laughs> boutique
2: fish and chip shop. So <laughs> it's very much <laughs> the local fish. Um, it's very Lated much
1: yeah. local
2: seafood, very much sustainable, uh, sustainably caught. Uh, and again, this is very important in, in, in New Zealand nowadays, from a fisheries point of view. And again, it's on Marine Parade, uh, a kilometre from town, if that. So uh, again, you've got great views, great food and a pretty good uh, wine list to support it. The other one I'd say was uh, Central Fire Station Bistro.
1: Yeah, we like this. That's kind of cool. Placed in a, in a former fire station. Mm. We like using local produce, nice flavours, really good preparation of food.
2: We have a, uh, in July, normally each year, there's the food and wine festival, so therefore the, uh, the restaurants put on special menus uh, special discounts uh, in July. And I think they actually may, may do it another time of the year as well. But we certainly participated in a July period and, and went around to uh, all the, the bigger restaurants, which had sort of set menus and, and, and pretty good prices at the time.
0: Yeah, I love that. It gives you a great opportunity to be able to check out and try different restaurants. And maybe like in normal times, you're like, well, it's it's a little expensive. I don't know if I want to try it because maybe it's, it's not going to be as good as I think. But you can try it on, on those cheaper prices and to go, you know what? We're definitely going to come back here for a a date night or or like a special occasion. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Well, right on. Well, Paul and Sandra, I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Napier. I've learned a lot and it's definitely going to be added to my bucket list of places I want to be able to go. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visit a Napier, where should they go and what should they eat?
1: Cool. That's a a difficult question because there are so many restaurants that are really great. I would say Bistronomy is one of our favorites mm. and what did we eat there? What uh, would be your favorite?
2: Uh, oh, the night that we went there uh, and it was a special date night for us, I had the Hawks Bay mushrooms. Uh, it was a vegetarian dish, so it was uh, mu- uh, mushrooms, pumpkin and pine nuts and it's just the presentation of the meals at uh, Bistronomy are just amazing.
1: Yeah. And if you like, if you're more of a meat eater, the, um, what was that? Angus? I feel it looks also, it looked also the really nice, right. oh,
0: yes. ribeye, ribeye.
1: also really nice.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm more about the steaks than the, than the veggies. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, we got to have a balance. So we'll have a little bit of both. Now uh, you've been there in Napier for a little while now and you're kind of setting down roots with like the property you, bu- you built and everything like that. I'm sure you created some great memories so far. Which one are your most memorable? Sandra, we went for a walk uh, recently.
1: There is a little local legend that um, you will find um, traces of when you're walking around Napier. Um, one is a, a little statue that is called Panya on a reef, which is right down on, on, along the seafront. Panya, actually, the, the local legend goes like this that uh, she is a sea creature, or was a sea creature, who fell in love with the son of a Maori chief. And she would come to shore every night and spend time with her husband and would have to return in the morning to the sea because as a sea creature, she can't live on land. And when we went for our walks, we discovered actually the the little stream uh, where the house was supposed to be that she lived in with her husband. Um, So that was quite nice. We first saw the statue and then learned hang on, there's another part of the city where she actually lived with her husband. That was very interesting. Just on Panya herself, apparently her husband was hoping to have her with her all the time and tried a little trick on, on her, feeding her cooked food, which was meant to turn her into a mortal being that she had to live on land. But uh, she woke up and um, she was so mortified that he had tried to entice <laughs> yeah. her to live on land that she returned to the sea and never returned to land, and she's called Pania on the reef because um, Napier actually the the seashore has has a protective reef um, out there that makes the the uh, the beach really calm and, and, and safe, and that's where she comes from and where she still lives to this day apparently.
0: Wow, what a fantastic story! It is, it's so cool they have these local legends and and just little stories, especially you know with like me having young children. It's kind of cool just to be able to encourage them to believe, you know, even when they're getting a little older and they're kind of losing that that belief, right? So it's it's really awesome to have something like that. Now, speaking of good memories and good times, where's the happiest happier in Napier?
2: We go out on date night on a Friday nights normally, and uh, we found one in, in Hastings Street in Napier. It's uh, it's right in the CBD itself. It's called the Rogue Hop Speakeasy. It's a two-story bar, pretty small, thin building, but um, it's pretty funky and, and the, the first night that we went, uh, it's pretty busy.
1: It has a great selection of craft beers if you're into that, which you know the area again is quite well known for, and you don't just have to drink, they have really nice sharing <laughs> plates that are oh, really yes. delicious as well, so yeah, no, that would be a great okay. choice for and, a happy and hour. From,
2: yeah, and from a happy hour, yeah, they definitely have a happy hour. The prices during that time were, were a half price.
0: Oh, fantastic. Yeah, great food, great drinks, and half price. I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs) What more could you want? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Now, one of the things I always do whenever I travel is check out the local pizza. Uh, Where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Napier? (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Not in Napier. <laughs> just down the road, uh, about 10 miles is a place called Havelock North. So it's just it's a small sort of town or smaller town. Alexandros is the best place for pizza. So you'll definitely need your rental car to be able to head down there. But also it's down by the vineyards as well and, and uh Tomato Peak that we mentioned before. So maybe once you've done your Tomato Peak hike. You'll be a little hungry, oh, yeah. and uh, you can stop off in Alexandros on, on the way back to your accommodation.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know, like you're getting your workout on the way up, and you get your reward on the way down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that you both travel a lot. Sandra, you're from Germany, and you met in Australia, so you travel all over the world. I'm sure you've come up with some amazing travel tips. What's one of your favorites?
1: Um, we love to stay locally. We love to stay with locals in um, Airbnbs or short-term rentals, homestays often with the hosts like they have may have a separate part of their house we like it because we actually are a part of the community we get to know the hosts they give us great tips on where to go we learn more about the culture and if we are in a country where we speak the language other than english we can practice our second language or third or language, third language. <laughs> um, so that's why we prefer actually to stay in short-term rentals rather than, you know, bigger hotels for that that particular reason, the local side. And also we support the local co- economy, you know, small businesses, mom and dad businesses. So, yeah.
0: Oh, for sure. That's a great reason. I mean, some of these big hotels, they're they're nice and fancy and everything like that, but you don't need to give extra money to the big corporations. It's better to give it to like the, the small mom and pops. Yeah, we're, we're all for that.
1: Yeah. And also, you you know, years down the track, you remember the people you've met. Mm. And, and we remember our hosts. We are still in contact with our hosts to this day, years later. So, yeah, with hotels, we wouldn't have that experience. <laughs> yeah, we,
2: we make new friends along the way, which is one of the reasons why you travel, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Well, Paul and Sandra, I really appreciate you coming on the show and, and sharing all those amazing tips. Can you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do?
1: We are a lifestyle and travel blog, Minimalist Journeys it's called, and uh, we talk about simple intentional living on our website, but also about sustainable travel. We've been on the road or living location independent for the last five years, since 2016. We had a corporate career beforehand, uh, similar to yourself, and really enjoy being on the road, learning new, new languages, new cultures, appreciating what, what our planet has to offer. And yeah. Really
0: enjoyed. Yeah, and uh, you're you're not just talking the talk; you're walking it because you bought that plot of land there in Napier, and you're you're building a tiny home. Correct? You're not building some McMansion that that we're used to here in the United States. You're living on a, in a, one of those little small little houses. Absolutely,
2: yes. We're 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 in a campervan at the moment uh, while our tiny house is being built, and our intention is to. Uh, hopefully retire here one day when we do stop travelling. But in the meantime, because of the typical in, in New Zealand housing shortages, we want to be able to offer it to other people, other like-minded people who share the same values as us.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! Well, if people have questions about uh, your website or about Napier, what's the best way for people to reach you on social media?
2: So our handles are Min Journeys, so minimalist journeys, but it's Min Journeys on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Well, fantastic.
0: We'll definitely include links to all those in the, in the show notes, so that way people can reach you. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I enjoyed learning all about Napier, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Excellent, Lee. Thank you very much. It's been great talking to you, too. Thank you. What a fun conversation with Paul and Sandra. New Zealand is definitely on my bucket list of places to visit, and I can't wait to sample the local wines. You can find all the links we talked about today at wetravelthere.com forward slash Napier. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate partner of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs, so that way you can stay recon-free while traveling. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we head to Posadas, Argentina to speak to my new friend Phoebe Millward of phoebesfootsteps.com. In this episode, Phoebe and I talk about visiting Iguazu Falls, exploring the San Ignacio ruins, and hiking to Lizard's Cove. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share it with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.